Hello and welcome to the Nature Unplugged podcast where we are all about inspiring wellness in the digital age. Let's get going. Welcome to the Nature Unplugged podcast with me, your host, Sebastian Sloven, and with me, co-host Sonia Mohammed. Hey, everybody. Do you like how I say your last name? Yeah, it sounds like I'm about to start a big race or something. I kind of think it's like a boxing fight. Oh, I was, yeah, wrestling. Um, Glow just came to mind. <laughs> <laughs> what does Glow stand for again? Glamorous Ladies of Wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so we're back. Another podcast. 53. 53. Oh my goodness. What are we talking about today? We're talking about the cost of comfort. Mm, there's a price for everything. There's a price for comfort. <laughs> sounds, sounds so extreme. Um, but here at Nature Unplugged, we often talk about the challenges of living in the digital age and specifically how tech advances have provided us with more comfort and conveniences than ever before, which is an awesome thing overall. Yeah. But there's a downside. Uh, it's so easy for us now to just uh, kind of go into autopilot, scrolling on screens, ordering uh, food via Uber Eats or DoorDash or any of those things. And it becomes more and more difficult to be intentional. And, um, you know, our belief is that happiness and fulfillment happen when we can be intentional about how we live, how we eat, how we move, how we engage with nature, how we connect with others, how we use our devices, all those things. <laughs> And so there's a cost to comfort. And that's what we're gonna be talking about today. But before we get going, we have Nature Unplugged updates. What? <laughs> New updates. Okay, we've got a few updates for you. Speaking of comfort and discomfort, Sonia and I recently did our WAFA recertification. It's the Wilderness Advanced First Aid. We do it every few years just to stay, you know, on top of our skills. But it is we had a great time at the University of San Diego. Uh basically doing scenario after scenario of crazy, weird, wild outdoor accidents. Mm -hmm. You know, for example, you're hiking with some friends, a storm comes in, Sally gets struck by lightning, it's thrown 15 feet. Oh my gosh. What do you do? That's the question. CPR if they're not breathing or their heart's not beating. Yeah. Support the neck and spine. Could be a spinal cord injury. Yeah, anyway, we did all sorts of scenarios mountain climbing accidents, kayaking accidents, surfing accidents, uh, you know, hiking accidents, dehydration, heat exposure. Yeah, medical stuff. I yeah, I will say I was just moderately uncomfortable <laughs> the whole training. <laughs> but in a good way, you know, I was learning, I was being put in situations I wasn't comfortable with, but you know, with the goal of when I'm potentially in those situations in real life, I'll be more comfortable other than I would have otherwise. I think we can safely say that I probably was the most stellar actor out of the group. Because we, we, we switch off. We play the act the actor. Yeah, I like how you're saying that. Yeah, we do these simulations so that like one person's the patient or you know trauma victim or whatever, and the other person is the, the first responder or rescuer. I think my true strength is in being an unconscious victim. Very good at being a limp body. Yeah. Very hard to roll and pick up. Yeah, that's my strength. We'll add some photos. <laughs> 
those are my strengths. We'll add some photos of this to the show notes to show you what we're talking about. Yeah. Oh, hi, one highlight was Sonia carried me around in a backpack. That's true. I don't know. Carrie <laughs> just made me look like liberal. Me it was pretty hard, but Seb got in an actual backpacking backpack, and I strapped him to my back and picked him up and then took like maybe one and a half steps before I had to put him down. we got to work uh, on that. Yeah. I but wouldn't, I, you I, wouldn't I, save me. No. I, well, I would save you with the, just like the piggy, the piggyback one. I could walk further with you on All that. Right. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Improvised carries. Okay. That's our Waffer Research update. Mm-hmm. Hope you enjoyed it. The next <laughs> update, this is, even though I'm laughing, this is a little, a little sad. So last podcast in New News, which is a segment we do mostly every time about kind of interesting fun facts and updates in around nature and technology. There was a story of a turtle in Florida who came flying in through the windshield of a driving car, hitting a lady in the head. Uh, the, the report stated that the turtle came away fine, uh, with a few minor, yeah, we miraculously, so excited, yeah. with a few minor scratches on its shell. It really was descriptive. Some scratches on the on the shell, and then was released by the local authorities back into the forest. Uh, someone told me after we recorded that they did a little bit more digging on the story, and the turtle apparently did not make it. Oh, yeah. No. R. So R. I'm sorry turtle. for that. If you um. I was very um, delighted that the turtle made it. We even talked about, wow, that's so amazing, the turtle. It must yeah. have just gone into its shell, you know, and, but it didn't, didn't work out. Yeah. Okay, so my apologies. We'll, um, you know, be more cautious. It's probably with... volume shock. <laughs> if we were there. <laughs> we could we have resuscitated the, probably not. Anyway. Oh, dear. Okay, another update is we have a new-ish offering. It's called Enu Membership. Yeah, and this is our, we this just is, started it. Yeah, we just started it. It's really cool. It's our most personalized and high-touch offering. So this is, you know, uh, in-person, one-on-one, or small groups. And basically, we, you know, we really limit the amount of people who are enrolled to keep the level of attention and integrity and everything and care really high, high level. And, you know, you all know, we've been working with tweens, teens, and young adults for a long time. Uh, folks who've been feeling overwhelmed with social media, consumed with gaming, or looking for you know, a general overhaul in their relationship with technology. And this this program is all about encouraging self-reflection, personal development, and really sharing our greatest tips and tricks and giving people the tools they need to move forward and in a you know in a well way. Well way in the <laughs> digital age. Um, but the, the program is a combination of our coaching, digital wellness coaching and guided nature walks. So we do all sorts of stuff with people and it's pretty intensive. So we do uh, you know, every month we'll do three coaching sessions and six guided nature walks. We call them e-new walks. People get an adventure pack with all sorts of cool stuff. It's like an awesome hiking back day pack, plus Nalgene, plus uh, nature unplugged shirt, buff oh, journal, journal, you name it. Sticker, it's pen. In the, it's in the uh, oh, and a cell phone sleeping bag. Cell phone sleeping bag. That's right. Yep. You and copies our, of our book. Copies of our books. Yeah. Book sir. <laughs> Ashes in the Ocean, The Adventures of Inu, and our latest book, Experience Nature Unplugged, A Guide to Wellness in the Digital Age, are all part of it. And as I mentioned, we work with mostly it's one-on-one, but we can we do small groups as well, two to three people. So if you're interested in learning more, give us a buzz, send us an email, or check us out on www.natureunplugged.com. That's it for Nature Unplugged Updates. Anything else, Sonia? No new updates. I'm excited no to new jump updates. into okay, let's jump the into comfort this. crisis. The, well, no, that's not what we're calling it. Right. 
The cost of comfort. The cost of comfort. Yeah, the comfort crisis is a part of it. So I thought we'd start this off. This is I'm really pumped to talk about this. This is something that I've been thinking about a lot. It's been around around a lot. We wrote about it a lot in the book as a general theme throughout. As I said, it's this the the concept is not that mind blowing, but there's obviously we have made a ton of amazing technological advances in recent years leading to uh, easier lives overall for us, which yes, is great. Yeah. And I mean, some of them I would call societal advances too, right? It's not all tech. I mean, it's certainly supported yeah, by technology. Yeah, general but, advancements, yeah. but we're talking mainly tech has changed things a lot in the last right. little bit. And so, you know, the point is, right, is that it's nice to have uh, a microwave and a dishwasher and a washing machine a Roomba, you know, all that stuff. and A car to get you to the grocery store. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, the downside, of course, is what we see, and we, we wrote about in the book, and the stats, you know, match up, is that while it's the most comfortable and sort of convenient time to be alive as a human for many people in the world, not everyone, of course, uh, it's also the time when we're seeing the highest levels of obesity, um, sedentary lifestyles isolation all sorts of physical uh, all sorts of psychological issues anxiety depression that are kind of a result also of this uh, overly coddled and comfortable and isolated life Mm. Mm. I agree yeah and we like to talk about this we this is how we open the book but we kind of we reference the movie Wally great movie such a good movie Wally Pixar uh, from a few years back. It's getting up there now in age. But you may have seen it. It's basically about humans who have basically tapped out all the resources on the earth. Mm-hmm. There's no more plants or anything. Uh, it's not really hospitable. So they build a giant spaceship and all the humans live in the spaceship as they search the galaxies for uh, a better place to be. Of course, Wally's a little cute little robot who's like looking around for... Is Wally's, Wally's job... He cleans up trash, right? Yeah, he's like a little trash robot on he's Earth. He's a trash robot on Earth. Anyway, the the people we're focusing on are the humans who, on this spaceship, are basically soft little, uh, like, marshmallow-like people. Mm-hmm. Uh, just can barely function physically. They have these little hovercrafts, personalized vehicles that have a screen in front of them and basically are completely self-sustained. They have food and drink at the push of a button, entertainment at the push of a button, and they just zoom around the spaceship on their little hovercrafts. Yeah. And they can't walk. They can't really do anything. And we often say it's pretty funny, you know, that whole scenario. But it's also kind of sad because we're sort of moving in that direction. It's it's, it's shockingly extreme. we're like not far from that. I mean, when you think about it, if I didn't want to leave my house, I would not need to leave my house. Yeah. I um, mean, probably for years. Yeah. Because I could just or I could order groceries. I could order food. Yeah. I just have to like keep paying the bills and my water and electricity would work. I mean, I, the the biggest chore would be like walking from room to room, probably. Yeah, you get a little, uh, a little, like a scooter. scooter. Maybe electronic yeah. scooter. But it's like right when you think of it that way, we're really not far from the Wally world. Yeah, and I think if you think about many, it's not everyone, of course. There's a lot of people out there uh, who don't have these conveniences, but um, many of us do, and. I think the average person in the United States is, um, you know, think about how comfortable it is from the beginning of the day all through the end of the day. You know, you wake up in this 
soft, magical bed, temperature-controlled environment. Uh, There's food in your fridge Food for in the fridge, pop Water. something in the microwave. Yeah. What are the little coffee Toilets. makers called? Oh, yeah. um, you know, little coffee, uh, the coffee pods, or, Nespresso, yeah. whatever. Uh, jump in your car, also climate-controlled. You're sitting, head to work, sit in an office, climate-controlled, behind a screen. Even for... if you take the bus, climate-controlled. Yeah. Someone's transporting you. You're not walking. So it's, yeah. So we got food. We got, like, comfortable temperature. We got uh, entertainment, and everything is basically uh, comfortable. Yeah, and very accessible, right? That's part of the comfort. Right. The convenience, yeah. Again, right, there's no... Um, nothing wrong with comfort I think to a certain extent but when it becomes you the only thing that you experience and, and we are not generally speaking pushing out of our comfort zone and into discomfort then it becomes a problem and I think that's when you see uh, kind of the despair the isolation the yeah just sort of lack of purpose that we are dealing with I think in a, in a large scale as a society hmm yeah so he's nodding. It's resonating. It's landing. <laughs> yeah. And I think one of the things that we prompted us to do this particular topic, to talk about this particular topic, is we came across a book called The Comfort Crisis just recently. Not done with it, but still reading it. It's great so far by Michael Easter. And, um, you know, very much aligned with our views here at Nature Unplugged. You know, uh, we talk a lot more about the 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 specifics of like social media and tech and all that stuff but but it really does a, the book is does a great job of of highlighting um this issue yes yeah i we the book is is so good that we can wait to talk to you about it yeah we'll probably do a recap yeah after you know book review after we're done for sure yes um but i think you know again it's nothing too too new too mind-blowing but it's, it's like solid research well written and it just i think i want to talk about some of your highlights of let's just talk about some of the highlights of the book so far even though we're not quite there yet yeah what's there's one of the highlights of the, there's just lots of highlights. yeah but one of the things that really has stuck with me is this idea that like today's comfort is tomorrow's discomfort mm. um say more about that or maybe it's the other way today's discomfort is tomorrow's comfort. The idea was that like whatever we find comfortable um, now will like become uncomfortable because things will get more convenient or whatever and then then yeah it just keeps sort of sliding into this like ever expanding um, or ever shrinking depending on how you look at it like comfort zone. Um, But I I just appreciate in the book sort of all of the attention he's bringing to for myself of the things that I take for granted and maybe um, just like find comfortable without thinking about sort of the gratitude and the privilege to have it and how I'm I'm becoming less and less likely to push push myself into uncomfortable positions um, and I like uh, I mean I like the Masogi I'm not sure if I'm saying that right piece I think that's a lot. right yeah, yeah. Um, but it's this it's this idea that you are trying to find something whether it's like a physical mental or social sort of challenge that you have like a 50 percent chance of succeeding at so it's like really really at the edges of what you're currently capable of but still potentially achievable and the idea is just 
the challenge, right? Like pushing yourself sort of to the edges. He he also talks about these like two rules of like make it really hard and also don't die. Like two rule don't number die. one, make it super hard. Rule number two, don't, don't die. die. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's super great. Simple, great. But it's like finding and walking the balance between that. And I don't often do things that are super hard anymore. I might do things that are a little bit hard or like really, you know, for a minute they're hard. But sustained challenge is not so much in my lifestyle anymore. So I've been excited to explore that and uh, challenge myself a bit more. Yeah. I mean, I think there's so many good, there's so many, I think the Masogi, Masogi? Yeah. yeah. It's a really good, it's a really good thing. And it's, yeah, it's, we can, we can dive into that more, but I, I do think the general takeaway and the general theme is well, there's, and there's growing research around this. And we did some of this research in our book for our book, Experience Nature Unplugged, but it's, it's that, that a life without stepping outside of your comfort zone, uh, is ultimately gonna be, you know, feel kind of meaningless and and unsatisfying and unsatisfying and just sort of like bland, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's no way to be, no way to be, no way to be. Right? We talk about this a lot. There's the, uh, you know, you got your comfort zone, you got the challenge zone, and what else? Well, it's like the challenge zone, sort of your learning zone. Yeah. And then there's the panic zone. The panic zone, yeah, which yeah. you don't really want to be in. Yeah. That's the like maybe I'm gonna die zone. Yeah. So really like finding the edges and not going beyond your sort of learning challenge zone, if you can. Um, and that's like a three ring, we've, we've yeah, talked about this before, yeah. but you know, the innermost, let's say three concentric circles, the innermost circle is the comfort zone. The second circle is the challenge zone or learning zone. The outermost circle is the panic zone. And the general concept here is that, you, you may have heard this before, but that as you step out of your comfort zone into your learning zone or into your challenge zone, then your the whole thing grows. Your learning zone, you know, over the course of time, as you like step out more and more, and with a particular activity or challenge, your comfort that that challenge then becomes within your comfort zone, right. and your challenge zone is then even further out, and your panic zone is even further out. And the opposite is also true that if you that if you stay in your comfort zone, like many of us are doing, the whole thing kind of shrinks in. You become, uh, your comfort zone gets smaller and smaller. I think it goes to the thing you just talked about, with, which is like today's comforts or, tom- or you know, tomorrow's, tomorrow's discomfort. discomforts. Yeah. Is that, you know, you say, in, let's say you just isolate and stay in your house. Um, you know, when it used to be going down the street to the supermarket wasn't a big deal if you just start ordering food online for a number of months, it's going to become quite uncomfortable to go out, get in the car or walk to the supermarket. Yeah. And, and so interact what, with people right. again. And I think a lot of people are feeling this with the isolation from the pandemic of right. you know, going back to work or going back to school. Um, you know, there wasn't as much choice in that particular isolation, but I think a lot of us can relate to, um, like going back to things that were previously normal now feel sort of uncomfortable until we do them a little bit and yeah. then they become comfortable and our zone expands a little bit right. again. And I think the, the thing that's so, it's so tricky about this, I think this is like a general societal thing. My, this is my opinion here, but it, but it, that, you know, then it, it can easily become like this is a diagnosis. I've isolated, stayed at home, and now I have, uh, it's really hard for me now to go to the store, so I now have like, 
an anxiety disorder mm-hmm. or whatever. You get diagnosed, and then that reinforce that can reinforce that mindset of there's something wrong with me, overly overly concerned, nervous, etc. I'm not saying there's no uh, real legitimate um, mental health stuff. Obviously, that's you know I'm passionate about you know breaking the stigma around that. But I think that there is a that's what we're kind of seeing more nowadays with like overly overly coddled kids um, that it becomes a diagnosis when actually it's uh, it's going to be uncomfortable and you got to step out of you got to step out of well, the sure. and, it's and it be could hard. be both right yeah. it could be um, you have that and there are ways that you can control and come out of it too it's not right. just like you know I think the da- yeah and the danger zone is when it becomes like you really take that to heart and you're like well I have this thing now so I'm sort of just you know going to stay at home for the rest of my life right and I think I think another piece of this is um or the piece where technology comes into play is that because most of us have smartphones or devices that are really like available and accessible to us when we find ourselves in an uncomfortable moment we uh, almost escape into those devices right right it's like it's a crutch a coping mechanism um you know, and where before we would just have to sit uncomfortably or like continue in an interaction and we couldn't escape to our phone. Um, and that's yeah. like the, the immediate in the moment one. Uh, but then also we're maybe not choosing to go do things um, that would challenge us because it's easy and convenient to just watch a show or scroll through social media, play a video game, etc. So it, it works both in sort of the direct immediate escape and then also the, the less direct and subtle escape yeah. and avoidance of discomfort and this is at the core of a lot of what we talk about with the inner work of wellness in the digital age which really has to do with uh this exactly what you just talked about which is understanding when we and everyone's going to be different with this but when we individually are using tech as a crutch or to get out of a uncomfortable conversation or uncomfortable situation and kind of notice that and then you have a choice to step into it and the more we can step into that uh the better and i think so this again i think we'll do a you know we come back to the comfort crisis but i want to circle back to you because like i think lots of stuff you can do to step out of your comfort zone but a few things just to kind of like mix it up before we move into new news okay tell me okay uh and this is something we've been doing for a while but i think it's a really cool thing to get legitimately hungry every day like at least once a day to feel actual real hunger right and i think that's something that many people do not experience uh and hunger is more just like well it's 9 a.m or 12 p.m or whatever Mm -hmm. 5 30 p.m and it's time for my three meals and i think that is one way to push out of your comfort zone the other one is temperature right Uh, i mean a practice that i've been doing for a while is when i can is going surfing without a wetsuit, even when it's really cold. It does get cold in San Diego. I don't know, people are listening, like, where's this guy, San Diego? But the water gets cold. And uh, it just, it just I think it's a helpful thing for me personally to um, you know, not just be at whatever, 72 degrees all the time. Yeah, I think, I think also just not turning on the AC or the heat immediately right. when you, you sort of drop out of your five degree temperature comfort right. range. And I think just one other one is it really, we talked about this a little bit, but just when you're out, when you're in an uncomfortable situation, really become hyper, hyper focused of the pull to check your phone to get out of the situation. 
you know, like whether it's boredom or an awkward, you know, elevator ride or whatever it is, waiting in line at the grocery store, uh, just hang in there. Yeah. And see what so happens. yeah, like hyper focused on like the world around you. Yeah, I mean hyper hyper focused on like the pull also to check your phone. You mean aware, hyper aware? Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just being aware of it. And then you have a yeah. choice to be like, I'm not going to look at it. Right. Yeah, trying to break that unconscious habit. Yeah. Love it. Okay. So that's the task. Um, you know, stepping into discomfort, stepping out of your comfort zone, into the challenge zone, into the learning zone. Right? Okay. You know what time it is? New news. It's time for the jingle. Go ahead, Sonia. Go ahead, Seb. Go new ahead. News. New, new news. New news. New news. New news. That was good. That was good. Okay, new news for today. This is sort of related to our comfort zone conversation, but the new news is we're going to do a highlight on a woman who's been uh, who's come become known as Grandma Gatewood. It's a cool name. Grandma Gatewood. Or a cool uh, nickname. Grandma Gatewood. Yeah. So Emma Rowell, Rowena. How do you say that? Rowena. Yeah, Rowena. Rowena Gatewood. I'm just going to pass <laughs> over just that. Let me say Emma Gatewood. Emma Gatewood, also known as Grandma Gatewood. Basically, she is uh, or was an American ultralight hiking pioneer. So this is she's got a pretty incredible story. I read I read up on this, and so hopefully we're going to avoid the turtle situation. Um, <laughs> but basically, here's here's the dynamic. She lived from 1887 to 1973. Um, during that time, she was uh, or during her life, she she had a I won't get way into this, but a difficult relationship, kind of, I think, husband who abused her and was not great, violent and so forth. But she would, she was the mother to 11 children and persevered. And basically, she became the first uh, solo female thru-hiker of the Appalachian, Appalachian Trail. Appalachian. Appalachian Trail, how do you say um, Which is 2,168 miles. And she was 67 at the time. That's nuts. That's, yeah, that's incredible. So... She also later became the first person, male or female, to hike the AT. I'll just call it the AT. The AT... And by that, he means Appalachian Trail. Appalachian Trail. Three times. Um, pretty amazing. So uh, she was hardcore. And I think I read into this, and it was like really wild. She would, she would basically just take a little knapsack. I mean, I think about, we were just talking, Sonia and I were just talking about Oh, we're going to go to REI this weekend to get some stuff. They're having a sale. We're going to get some stuff. And how kind of crazy you can go with all the gear and the high-tech equipment. And I was looking at some photos of this lady, Grandma Gatewood. She has like a literally a knapsack, and that's it. No tent, no sleeping bag. I mean, maybe she had a blanket or something, but I think she had just like the bare minimum. And she had some, she had some obviously some outdoor skills. But really, I guess, changed. She was a game changer in how people saw backpacking and kind of started this revolution of going instead of having like as giant as pack as you could you could have with all sorts of stuff in it is going like ultra light and minimalist so she's the uh she's the uh og minimalist yeah, hiker she seems pretty incredible i mean i i feel like i'm not um i've, I've done some camping done some hiking and I can be still pretty picky about sleeping. I, sometimes I have a lot of trouble sleeping when I'm camping. Usually it's like by the third night I'm doing good. Um, but I can't imagine not even having like a sleeping pad or a sleeping bag. Yeah. She's she's uh, pretty cool. Well, it's, I think that thing of, uh, goes back to the comfort talk, you know? Well, I think if you did that right. for a few times, yeah. Yeah. We all could um, learn a thing or two from old Grandma Gatewood. Indeed. Rest in peace. 
You know, I want to add a new, okay, this is on the fly, new new uh, podcast feature. You ready okay. for this? Yep, segment. Got we it. don't have a name for it yet. Okay. What's it going to be about? Community engagement. Like our community? Oh, yeah. just, in, oh, okay. I'm talking about, I would love to know, here's what I'd love to know, Sonia. Yes. Folks listening out there, what are your thoughts on this deal with comfort, comfort versus discomfort? is, uh, you know, you're with us, you disagree, we'd love to hear, um, either way, we'd love to hear your thoughts. And if you are kind of on board with us, this idea that we're too comfortable and it's, you know, it's helpful to push into discomfort, um, we'd love to hear some ways that you do that. What are some ways that you currently, if you have a practice of being uncomfortable, what are some ways you do that? And, or if you have thoughts about how you'd like to do that, what are your ideas? What are your thoughts? We'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can email us at info at natureunplugged.com. You can also, you know, tag us on social media at natureunplugged.com. That's sort of, uh, you know, we often say this. It's We get the uh, irony here that we're <laughs> nature unplugged. Tag us in your social media post about being discomfort. Uh, That's great. I like this idea. Of, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll I want to hear from people about if, if, we're, <laughs> if this is landing with them, if we're missing the mark, et cetera. Etc. I want to hear some photos. I want to hear some stories and uh, learn some new things about. You want to hear some photos? I want to hear some photos. Yeah, me too. That would be cool. Yeah, I want to get some sound in my photos. A photo with sound. Oh no, it would be still. Sort of like Harry Potter, where it's like you're just you've got that little like live clip, the like two second loop, maybe with some audio. Okay, (laughs) we can move on. I digress. Okay, that'll do it for this episode of the Nature Unplugged podcast. You can find our episodes on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify and other podcast platforms we're now on youtube so check us out we check us out we would love it if you could take a moment to rate and subscribe to us on apple Podcasts and like us on youtube that helps our channels a ton before be sure to visit www.natureunplugged.com for more information about our coaching workshops presentations retreats our e-new membership and other things that we offer uh, you can also of course find more detailed show notes on our website Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, remember to experience nature unplugged. And be uncomfortable. And be uncomfortable. Bye. Bye. Things change like seasons out of our control. If you think you should go, I will let you go. Oh, oh.